Hey, it's Jeffrey Craner, and I want to tell you, Welcome to Night Vale is on the road this winter and spring of 2024, and it's our newest live show called The Attic. So Cecil discovers slides from an old family road trip, which at first seems fun and joyful, but begin to change into something strange and dangerous. The show tells a tale of childhood memories warping through the lens of a cursed slide projection, a shape-shifting creepy doll, and of course, the totally normal dispatches from Nightville's community radio station. The show stars Cecil Baldwin, Symphony Sanders, me, and Disparition with original music performed live. We'll also have a musical guest with us for all shows because what is Nightville without its weather. We'll be in Europe in early March, Antwerp on the 2nd, Utrecht on March 3rd, Cologne on the 4th, Frankfurt and Berlin on the 6th and 7th of March, then London, Glasgow and Bristol March 9th, 10th and 11th, March 13th in Leeds, the 14th we're in Manchester, and finishing up on March 16th in Dublin. But if you're in the U.S. or Canada, come see our final shows of The Attic in April. We'll be in Toronto on April 1st, and St. Louis on the 3rd, Louisville on April 4th, Columbus April 5th, Pittsburgh April 6th, and April 7th we're in Jersey City, and we'll close out that tour on April 8th in Northampton, Mass. If you've not seen our live shows before, they're super fun. They're entirely original stories, never heard before on the podcast, and you don't need to be caught up on Night Vale at all. You don't even need to know what Night Vale is, so, I mean, you could bring your weird friend who doesn't listen to podcasts. They'll still have so much fun. Get dates, locations, and tickets for all of our remaining live shows of The Attic at welcometonightvale.com. Click on Live Shows. Go there now. While you're listening, you can multitask. welcometonightvale.com. Click on Live Shows. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The opposite of war is not peace. It is tedium. Greetings from Night Vale. listeners. It's your regular host, Leonard Burton, welcoming you to yet another beautiful day in Night Vale. There is a sun, of course. I don't need to tell you that there is a sun. You know this. You are so confident that a sun is there. Past performance is not a predictor of future results, folks. Yet, sure as I say it, there is a sun. And near the sun are clouds. But they're not near, are they? Millions of miles separate those clouds from that sun. And yet our eyes measure mere inches of the space between. What deception, this human sight. The air is crisp and cool. A slight morning breeze touches us. We feel it like cold fingers playfully caressing our shoulders, our hair, our skin. I see no breeze, but I feel it. That which I feel... That is my only truth, listeners. 
wind is a verity. I hope you will join me in closing your eyes and walking naked through the invisible yet irrefutable air. Hold aloft your arms, widen your jaw, and feel the impact of atom upon atom upon atom against your body. This day is beautiful. This day is crisp. This day is true. This morning I nearly died. I'm always nearly dying. Proximity is subjective. This morning I nearly died in the same way I nearly die every day. After waking, I showered. After showering, I drank coffee. After coffee, I ate a grapefruit and oatmeal. After eating, I walked. After walking, I walked some more. I do not own a car and I live two miles from my work. I purchased a quart of whole milk and then I climbed a tree. Atop a tree branch, I saw a grackle's nest and I drank my milk. I counted four eggs, each of them blue, each of them lifeless, abandoned for countless years. I did not finish my milk because I cannot digest milk. I poured the remainder into the nest. Then I climbed down from the tree and walked again. I do this every day. It is, as the French say, vie sans signification. As I approached the radio station, a cargo truck driven by a man who was not tall barreled down Mesa Boulevard. I stretched one foot outward from my body, like so, and here I demonstrate my leg extending outward, a tentative pas de un, as the French dancers phrase it. My head was turned away from the oncoming traffic because I saw a municipal garbage can on fire. Gathered around the flaming bin were angels touching together their unusually long fingers and moaning. The cargo truck honked loudly, but it was not as loud as the moans from the firelit celestial beings, so I did not alter my attention. I stepped into the roadway, like this, and then again, like this, and then again, like this, and then again, several more times, till I had crossed the road safely. Immediately following my final step, the cargo truck roared past me. I had not died, but I had a vision of my death. No, not a vision. What do you call a vision without visuals? My vision was every other sense. I heard a dreadful snap. I felt my legs accordion beneath my neck. I tasted blood and asphalt. I smelled the pungent rubber tire against my nose. My vision halted me for what seemed like hours, but it was less than a second. I should have died, Nightvale, for it was in my vision. Yet I did not. The truck honked again. And the man in the passenger seat, who was not short, waved his fist and cursed at me. Upon the back of the truck were several wooden crates, emblazoned with a white labyrinth upon a black square. The crates glowed from within. I do not glow from within. I am darkness from within. Across the street, the angels moaned, and I wet myself. It is a beautiful day in Night Vale. How was your morning? And now the news. There is peace in our time, Nightvale. We hold a parade today to celebrate the end of the Blood Space War. The Blood Space War ended many years in the future, and we celebrate armistice today. Time, you see, is not a line, but a torus, which is kind of like a donut. And we are living within the donut. 
If we were to look out across the hole in the middle of the donut, we would see other times that have happened both before and after us. This presumes we can see time, which we cannot. We can only describe visually the shape of things that have no shape. Here is an incomplete visual description of things that have no shape. 1. Death is a bottomless pool of clear water. 2. Wind is a question mark. 3. Morality is a thermos. 4. Love is an overfull shopping bag with a broken handle. 5. Fear is a cinder block tower with a single door and no windows. I hope that makes sense to you, dearest listeners, because it does not to me. I'm neither a scientist nor a poet. I'm a radio host. I merely repeat to you that which I have learned. And what I have learned is that time is shaped like a donut. Beyond that, I have no comprehension. When you woke up this morning, Night Vale, did you remember a life you never had? Did you experience the faint memory of a conversation, of a smell, of a feeling that never happened? Jamais vous, I believe the French say. The French say so much. Yeah, what do they know of peace? Today I celebrate peace, however I do it alone. I broadcast my feelings to no one. Nightfall is empty, and I am its only citizen. Yet I have a vision of a town full of people. One of those people is a man, a radio intern named Cecil Palmer. But he is not here. No one is here. No one has ever been here. Has he died? I do not know. He simply is no longer here. You do not remember his years of fine reporting on this very radio station, because you never heard those reports. I did. I remember things that never happened, yet I have no evidence of any of it. Let me describe to you the shape of Cecil Palmer. He's a line of leafless mesquite trees. He is a glass factory. He is a golf ball-sized hail. He has a voice like distant highway traffic. He loves coffee and handshakes. He wears tight clothing and has never once worked with modeling clay. He covers mirrors with cloth and has an irrational fear of glowing lights beneath locked doors in dark hallways. You cannot know any of this because Cecil is my vision, not yours. He is real all the same. He is to be my replacement when I retire. But he does not exist. So I can never retire. I am your permanent host. I can still see his face. I've said it before, and I will say it once more. What deception, this human sight. The parade for the end of the Blood Space War has begun. There is no one attending because no one lives in Nightvale. Perhaps we'll reach a day when no one has ever lived. An emissary has arrived in town to lead the parade. The emissary is an astronaut, bloated white arms and a mirror for a face. The emissary walks slowly through our empty city streets. I do not know why I broadcast this to you, dear listener, for you are not even here. No one is here except for me and the emissary, who walks like a marionette under the wobbly control of a novice puppeteer, and the angels, whose moans are songs and whose fingertips are divining rods. Also, there's the two men in the cargo truck who are driving far beyond our town. 
And somewhere there are the French who are inventing phrases to describe I don't know what. The parade of absent floats along empty streets led by a mirror-faced marshmallow of a grand marshal approaches our radio station. I will enjoy getting to see the festivities up close and describing shapes out of the shapeless. And now the children's fun fact science corner. Kids, did you know that everyone experiences time differently? Physicist Albert Einstein once said, there is no business like show business, like no business I know. He said this while starring in Annie Get Your Gun in London's West End. He performed the title role 10 years before Irving Berlin even wrote the musical. This is because Albert Einstein experienced time differently, but only when it came to songwriting. He had the complete discography of both Leonard Cohen and Kendrick Lamar before either were born. And perhaps while you and I only hear music after it is written, we experience time differently in other ways. Like, say, our births. Think about your birth. You don't remember it, do you? This could be because you've forgotten it. But how do you forget something that so powerfully impacted you? I would argue that your birth was the most important moment in your life, and you have forgotten it? I cannot believe you're so cavalier as to allow the memory of your entry into this world to dissipate like steam from a screaming kettle. No, you do not remember your birth because it has not happened yet. I am sure this is scientifically true. It can be the only explanation. You experience time differently. One day you will be born and you will experience awe and pain and confusion. You will begrudge the lack of input you were given in this decision. You did not ask to be born, and yet pow, bam, squish, there you are, or were, or will be. Birth is an overmatched levee during a flood. Memory is the chipped bark of a cedar tree. Time is a donut. This has been the Children's Fun Fact Science Corner. The parade has ended. The streets, moments ago crowded with no one, are once again still empty. The celebration of peace has ended, and another beautiful day comes to a close. The sun, like a shopkeeper with no customers, leaves work early. And the radio softly reminds us the shapes of the shapeless. Oh! Oh dear! You startled me. Listeners, the emissary has appeared in my studio without warning, without even opening a door. And they're sitting in the chair next to me and slowly rotating. Their visor is open, and I'm being forced to stare at the ineffable darkness within the emissary's helmet. This seems like a good time for the weather.
Have you ever forgotten where you put your keys? You were certain they were on the mantle, but they were not. Have you ever missed an appointment because you were sure it was on Wednesday at noon and not Tuesday at 10? Have you ever remembered a life you did not lead? Has a carefully collated series of words ever made you uncertain, unconfident, or un? Just un. Un as an adjective unto itself. The emissary arrived from the future, from space. The emissary told me changes were made, and those changes became mistakes, and those mistakes became truths, and all of it would need to be undone. Nightvale is a vibrant and full city, with tens of thousands of people, the emissary said. Yet here you are, Leonard, the only person in Nightvale. I nodded into the dark onyx of the emissary's face screen. How old are you, Leonard? the emissary asked. I did not know. I still do not know. The emissary revealed to me a newspaper clipping from the Nightvale Daily Journal obituary section, dated November 1983. There was a photo of me and a story about my life, my childhood, my radio career, my wife, my children, my death. It was all true, and yet I remembered none of it, except for the last part. I looked at my obituary photo. I read how I died under cargo truck wheels on Mesa Boulevard. In print, anything looks true. What deception, this human sight, I said. The emissary lifted their thick-gloved hands to their neck, unlatched the snaps, and removed their helmet. I saw the face of an old woman with sunken, tearful eyes. I am the general, the emissary said, placing her enormous soft palm on my hand. I have tried to save myself my soldiers, my town, my planet, through time travel. Every time we lose a battle, I return to before it ever happened and fight it again. I fight each battle over and over until we have won. You are an excellent general, I told her. Of course I am, she snapped, in battle. But each time I interfere in the timeline, I create a widening ripple of historical changes. And now, Nightvale is empty, on the verge of never having existed at all. This must be undone. Do you understand me, Leonard? I nodded yes, to hide the fact that I did not understand. The emissary pointed to the moon. An enormous piece of the moon was missing. I did not remember that the moon was broken, but also I rarely look at the moon out of disdain. Like the moon, time has broken, she said. Nightvale should be full of people, and you should have died long ago, Leonard, she added. Do you understand? I shook my head no, to hide the fact that I did understand. I am sorry, Leonard, she said. If Nightvale is repaired, you will return to the grave. But you have achieved peace, I argued. I have achieved peace, she said. And in doing so, I have made it so that no one in this city, or this world, or this universe ever lived. I have achieved an infinitude of emptiness. Leonard. 
she touched my shoulder with one hand, and with her other she indicated once more the moon. When I looked, the moon was again whole. I looked back at the general, and she was gone. I hear now a voice, not my own, like distant highway traffic. I do not think I should be alive, but I do not know what else to be. Am I a ghost? Am I a god? Am I at all? Whatever it is I am, I reject my end. I embrace my existence, even in a world with no one to acknowledge it. I never wished to die, Nightfell, and still I refuse to do so. I am a broadcaster. I do not stop broadcasting simply because I do not live. Stay tuned next for grackles hatching from long dormant eggs and anything else I wish to describe, real or not. For you do not hear me anyway. And until tomorrow, see ya, Night Vale. See ya. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geo-engineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image, but when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. Binge all episodes of The Last City, ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's remarkable the number of things we don't say, can't say, won't say to other people. Maybe we don't feel comfortable, or maybe we don't even know that we need someone to talk to, but there's so much we need to get off our chests, from big feelings to tiny day-to-day -day thoughts. I have personally found that talk therapy has helped me immensely to uncork my bottled-up emotions, to see them and work through them. Finding a good therapist has been life-changing for me. BetterHelp can help you find the right therapist, too. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NightVale today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash NightVale. Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Night Vale Presents. This episode was written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Disparition. The voice of Leonard Burton is James Urbaniak. Original music by Disparition. All of it can be found at disparition.info or at disparition.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather is Subspace by Rakia. Find out more at rakia.bandcamp.com or rakiaband on Instagram. Comments, questions, email us at info at welcometonightvale.com or follow us on Twitter at Nightvale Radio or tenderly raise a potted cactus. Check out welcometonightvale.com for more information on volumes three and four of our illustrated episode book collections. Out now, right now, as I'm talking to you. Today's proverb. Ask your doctor about dogs. Have a long conversation about how good dogs are. Show each other pictures of dogs.
From the creators of Welcome to Night Vale, Alice Isn't Dead, and within The Wires comes a new Audible original, Unlicensed. In the outskirts of Los Angeles, where the cul-de-sacs and strip malls sprawl into the desert, two unlicensed private investigators scrape by on whatever small cases come their way. But when a teenage girl pleads for them to take the strangest case of their career, this unlikely pair, with no resources and no backup, will follow a trail of seemingly unconnected cases, which will lead them to a ransom, a murder, a mysterious wellness center, and a conspiracy that might go all the way to the governor. It's important to catch small fires early. They don't stay small for long. Unlicensed. Available now at audible.com slash unlicensed.